Hi guys and welcome to another episode on Reclaiming Filipinx Identity with your one and only host, Chachi. Hi guys. Today's episode will be a special one, especially because it is my first interview via Instagram video live. Uh, there was a lot of technical difficulties when I was editing the sounds because because of the connection, um, it was lagging a bit. And to add on also, she was in the Philippines and I was in Hawaii. So the, the, the time difference was also um, a lot, some of the issue, but we made it work. It, 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 it's, still, it's still good. Um, the, the content is still there. Um, just excited for you guys to hear uh, everything that we talked about, especially um, her journey in Miss Oahu, Filipina, um, what she learned, and overall, I'm so excited for you guys to hear, and yeah, so as an introduction, this is Nicole, Miss Oahu, Filipina 2019, uh, this is her last reign. Um, I didn't really um, introduce, but I guess tell me a little bit about that's really cool as Miss Oahu Filipina. Yes, so actually the pageant was supposed to be on June 13th, but because of the coronavirus, um, I'm not sure when the pageant is going to be, so I do give up my crown this year, but I think they're pushing it back. Um, um, and I'm not sure when I'm going to give up my title, but um, they're... I'm actually really excited to see what the next girl does with her reign. And yeah, the I started my last year in June, and then it'll end this year in June. Um, as a Miss Oahu Filipina, and like, um, just are you full Filipino? Okay, no, I'm not full Filipino. I'm half. So my mom is from and my father is Japanese Chinese. So, I guess my question is, what drove you, or what intrigued you into learning about the Filipino culture? Because you did say that you were mixed, and that was kind of, um, I really want to hear your story behind it. So, I actually... My mom had actually done a really good job of that for me growing up, so it, I feel like, um, unlike most second-generation Filipino-Americans, I was fortunate enough um, that my mom kind of really ingrained in me Filipino culture, so it wasn't something that I'm familiar, I was unfamiliar with going into the pageant um, in the first place. Um, so I think it's a little bit different um, and I'm very fortunate in that. And my mom, I, I do speak fluent Tagalog, and that's all because of my mom um, teaching that to me. And it's something that I am very proud of. I'm still learning. I feel like there's a lot to be learned when it comes to culture, especially coming from the U.S. and not growing up in, like, the actual mother country. Um, so I feel as 
though I did learn a lot um, culture-wise, um, but at the same time, I wasn't going in blind, if that makes any sense, um, when it comes to the pageant. But I do think it is important for people to take that step and learn. Itself, um, is there anything that you have learned about your culture, especially being second gen? Yeah, okay, great question. So, actually, I really enjoyed learning about fashion and, like, the history of Filipino fashion. Um, you don't really see, like, a lot of, like, more contemporary Filipino designs, I should say. Um, obviously, when Catriona won Miss Universe, you know, like, she kind of put that out there and she used a lot of, like, textiles from different regions the, the structures our opening number was the dance which I was unfamiliar with and I you know I'm not a dancer so that was something that I learned about and um, also wearing ternos wearing monas maria claras I've never worn that stuff in my life and I like how it kind of brought history and fashion together obviously but have a fast history it's something that I'm very passionate about um, but also I think doing the pageant as second gen um, it also teaches you a lot about how diverse Filipinas are like the girls that I did the, the, um, the pageant with you know we all come from different backgrounds and their families are from different areas of the Philippines and I think it's important you know as second generation Filipinos to really understand that Filipinos are diverse and there's strength and unity and lifting other Filipinos up and learning about different Filipino dialects and foods. Um, so that's something that I, I feel like it came along with the journey of the pageant. I like how you mentioned that especially because um, when it comes to um, just identifying yourself as Filipino, um, a lot of people, like first gen, 1.5, they don't really see um, as much appreciation as someone that's um, like a half, for example. Uh -huh. Actually, since it is your last dream this year, is there any yeah. advice that you would like to give for someone running for Miss Oahu Filipina? Yeah, um, so something that I would say is to be true to yourself and to who you are and I know that's so corny and a lot of people say that like all the time but really especially in in this day and age you know I think we're very fortunate to be living in an age where people are becoming more socially aware and socially conscious you know it wasn't how it was a few years back um there is kind of this wave of appreciation for your culture and you know, how women come in all different shapes and sizes, and Filipinos come in different colors and languages and um, backgrounds, and we're so diverse, and I think it's really important to embrace that as your own. Um, and for me, when I entered the pageant, I was very much like, oh, I'm not a pageant girl. I could never be on stage and have people look at me. And yeah, I was really stressed out about that. I was like, no way, I'm an introvert. No one wants to, like, talk, see an introvert up there, you know? Like, I'd much rather be at home, just chilling. Like, that's not me. And when I you know, finally decided to do it as a, as a like, I kind of did it as a way to challenge myself and to grow. 
and I think I did learn a lot about myself and you know I, I'm proud to say that I did stay true to myself and through that I think you can inspire a lot of people because people aren't just looking for you know a certain personality there's so many people out there that you can really affect so long as you do stay true to yourself so as corny as it is I feel like that is actually really really good advice and by staying true to yourself I think it helps you to stay grounded as well um and just being connected to people because pageantry is also about service and the people you're servicing, especially for me, being Miss Oahu Filipina, my service is towards, obviously, the Filipino community of Oahu. And you need to be able to, you know, kind of have your feet firmly planted and also make sure, you keep repeating, just to make sure that you always stay true to yourself. I think there's a beauty in that, um, that sometimes people don't see it until, like, very end of the journey or while you're in the journey that you're like wow yeah being myself is a superpower it's important to, to be myself i actually really love that and i feel like others listening to the podcast would really enjoy it as well and um actually i kind of have one more question to ask but um are you actually vacationing in the philippines right now so, yeah, so since I won the pageant, um, I was obviously awarded um, a trip to the Philippines, and it's been my first time here. I've been here plenty of times before, but obviously we are quarantined. We are on lockdown because of the coronavirus, so um, no complaints. There's much more important things um, to be concerned about right now, but yes, I am in, I'm in Manila. I'm in Kaloopana. At the state of the COVID crisis there? So, um, my second cousin lives with us, um, and she is the one that has the barangay pass. So only one person from each household can actually go out and do groceries and all of that. So, um, it's getting, I think it's getting a little bit more strict right now. Um, there's a alcohol ban, so no alcohol um, sales as of now. Um, it's actually, it's really different, because if, if anyone's been to Manila, you know how loud and you know, how noisy it can be, but ever since the lockdown, it's been pretty quiet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was planning on doing, you know, a lot of uh, travel, especially in the Ilocos region, because I've never been to Ilocos before. I was looking forward to that and uh, doing a few, like, volunteer projects, like, uh, visiting the elderly, possibly visiting, like, the animal sanctuary kind of thing, but obviously with the coronavirus, things have changed. I'm kind of just stuck here at the house with, you know, with my family, but all is good. Um, everything is kind of, like, a day-to-day basis, I'm just trying to make sure that I stay healthy and active at home. I think it's really easy when you're stuck at home to just lay around. But I think, like, having... So if anyone is, like, kind of, like, at home and they're just feeling a little groggy while listening to this, I, mean, I highly recommend just being outside in the morning for, like, five minutes for sunlight and, like, just doing some kind of movement in your house. It, it helps you mentally. <laughs> I know you mentioned before, um, it feels like martial law. <laughs> 
it does because it okay so <laughs> it's kind of funny because when you I don't know what it's like back in Hawaii since I'm not there but ever since uh, the, at the gate um, at every gate there's a checkpoint and you know they check your ID you need to have an ID on you you need to make sure you have a pass on you um, they pretty much like there's like military and like police out there, which I'm not, they're there to enforce the checkpoints and, you know, make sure all of that is going on, but it definitely feels a little bit like martial law with the curfew and the lockdown and everyone, you know, checking your ID, asking where you're going, etc. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I'm just hoping that, you know, everyone follows the rules, stays at home, listen to your government, it's funny you mentioned that because it's similar to what's going on in Kauai right now but if you have to look at Oahu it's like totally opposite people are still very, very hard-headed and yeah I, no like this isn't the time for vacation like this is a this is a global pandemic. Everyone needs to you know do their part. Um, I think that's also something. I, I think it's something that you know is a positive. Um, if there are any positives in the situation, I think there are a few positives where it uh, it makes you kind of step back and look at your lifestyle and realize how connected you actually are with everyone else. Um, like once you're on lockdown, you realize like wow, like interactions you have with other people even though like they're not your friends just people that you pass you know you're outside those things that you take for granted I think they come to light in times like this like you know when people can't go out and now they're itching to go out whereas before you know an introvert like myself I would love to stay at home but now that I'm like I have to stay at home I want to be outside but yeah I saw that like in on a walk that things are it doesn't seem like things are that strict right now I could be wrong since I'm not there, but it seems like things aren't so strict. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's, you get fine if you don't, it's like a kind of like a, it's strict, but not really as strict. Yeah, I saw that they had, um, like a list of essential workers, and it's almost like, I feel like everyone could be essential on that list. Like, when the mayor released it, I was like, oh, that's like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, and then people still coming to vacation. I'm like, that's just really, I think it's really rude um, to vacation to Hawaii or right now at all. Um, you know, when when things are already on lockdown. And I've been, I've been seeing posts about people saying how, like, um, they've seen tourists complain that things are closed and, you know, that they're here for a vacation. I think there was this one about, like, Miami and how people are still, like, flying out to Miami expecting to have, like, the whole Miami scene, but everything is on lockdown. And, yeah, I think, it, I think this is good for, like, the environment and just the people in general to really recheck the priorities right now. Um, yeah, so I'm not... Are you, did you say you were from Kauai? No, I'm from Oahu. Oh, it's okay. just I heard it on the news. Oh yeah, like 
you just have to go out there and like search adventure. Because there's so much yeah, more. podcast via IG video lifestyle and that was actually a really interesting take because um for one um I've never actually met Nicole in person so when I asked her to be in the guest uh, for this podcast it was kind of like I wanted to really um venture out and really ask someone that's you know um that I see in the community often, like, 
through whether it be social media posts in the community and I want to ask their story and that was a, a really um, out of the box take for me but would I be doing this maybe especially because of this COVID-19 crisis I might be doing it so yeah I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and if you have any suggestions concerns or questions I will be leaving my email below in the description box. And until again, akikita tayo manan kakabsat. Next episode will be an interesting take. Thank you and have a great day, night, afternoon. I don't know when you guys are listening to this podcast. Goodbye! Okay,